0: Well, hello, and welcome to Faith Life 365, podcast number 16, and my name is Tim Hardison. We are talking about hindrances to faith. Now, if you missed any of the past podcasts, go back, listen, and get caught up with us. In podcast 15, we continued talking about how a lack of the new covenant is a hindrance to our faith, and that was part six. And in part six, we talked about the new covenant and what it means to us today. And in this podcast part seven we're going to pick right back up where we left off we're going to continue talking about the new covenant and what it means to us today so now let's pray and get started father god oh we come before you in the name of jesus father as always we thank you for the many blessings that you've been pouring out upon us day by day father we thank you for the new covenant we thank you for the lord jesus and the sacrifice that he made for us father we thank you for your word Father, we pray now that you open our eyes that we may see, open our ears that we may hear and understand your word as we study. Father, give us knowledge. Give us wisdom and understanding. Renew our minds, Father. Grow our faith now as we hear and study your word. Amen and amen. All righty, let's jump right back into the new covenant and what it means to us today. So, so far we have learned that under the new covenant, salvation and eternal life is God's free gift. It requires no work from you, only your faith in Jesus, the anointed one. No blood sacrifices of animals, no working hard to please God. You only need to believe to have faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, repent of your sins and confess him with your mouth and your spirit will be born again and you will become a new creation in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit is sent to us by God to dwell in us. The Holy Spirit takes up permanent residence in us, sealing us in our inheritance in Jesus Christ as children of God. The Holy Spirit teaches us. He prompts us. He gives us guidance. He encourages us. He leads us into all truth. Jesus becomes our high priest. Our sins are cleansed, removed, washed away forever, not just covered or hidden. It's as if we never committed the sin. It's not by law or by works, but by God's grace and faith in Jesus. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God, mediating for us and pleading our case. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. We become the righteousness of God. We are made righteous, just as righteous as Jesus. Jesus has given us the power of attorney to use his name. We have been given authority to cast out demons. Poisons will not harm us. We pray over the sick, and they will be healed. We are given a new language through the Holy Spirit. We can handle snakes with safety. All Christians have been called to be disciples, to spread the Word of God throughout all nations. Jesus has given us the authority to bind and loose on earth. Jesus said that if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you. For where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there among them. We have been given all the blessings promised to Abraham and his descendants. We've been given all the blessings promised under the law without the curse. The curse of the law has been removed. Jesus became the curse for us. It's no longer a matter of following the law of the Old Covenant. It's no longer a matter of who your relatives are as in the Abrahamic covenant. Now it's completely based on on God's grace and your faith and belief in His Son, the Anointed One, Jesus Christ. Now let's jump back in here. Under the new covenant, we no longer live under condemnation. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 4, the King James Version. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. we confess our sins to god and he is just and faithful to forgive us of our sins. jesus is right there as our advocate pleading our case before god that his blood has cleansed our sins. in 1 john, chapters 1 verses 8 through 10 continuing into chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 of the new living translation. if we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves. And not living in truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that His Word has no place in our hearts. My dear children, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for sins and not only our sins, but the sins of all the world under the new covenant. By faith in Jesus, we now we just come boldly before the throne of God. And we, we don't pray to Jesus. We pray to God the Father, but we pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus. Okay, that's important to understand too. Jesus died for our sins. Jesus became the sacrifice. But Jesus tells us, don't ask of me, you ask of the Father. But So now let's look at Ephesians chapter 3 verse 12, the New Living Translation. Because of Christ and our faith in Him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. You, you come boldly before the throne of God in the name of Jesus. That's why you were made righteous. You, were, you have be made, been made righteous to come, be, come before God. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. This is the New Living Translation. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do. Yet he did not sin, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive His mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Under the new covenant, we are overcomers. We overcome the world by our faith in Jesus. 1 John 5, verses 4-5 through of the English Standard Version. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Under the new covenant, we have been given authority over the principalities, the powers, the rulers of darkness in this world, the spiritual wickedness in high places. Luke chapter 10, verses 18 through 20. This is the English Standard Version. And he said to them, I saw Satan, and this is Jesus speaking, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Under the new covenant, we have been fully equipped with the armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10-18, through 18, New King James Version. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints under the new covenant, we have been seated in the heavenlies with Christ Jesus. We, the church, are His body. And through the Holy Spirit, we have each been given gifts of the Spirit. These gifts include the gift of knowledge, the gift of faith, gift of healing, gift of miracles, gift of prophecy, gift of discerning spirits, gift of tongues, gift of interpreting tongues, gift of administration, gift of helps. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 2-6, through the New Living Translation. But God is so rich in mercy and He so loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For He raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 12-27, and 27, the New King James Version now you are the body of Christ and members individually. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7-11, through 11, New Living Translation. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else. The one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 8. This is the English Standard Version. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes to generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Also, under the new covenant, we are given the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5, through 25 New Living Translation. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to His cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Under the new covenant, we have been healed. 1 Peter 2 and 24, New Living Translation. He Himself bore our sins in His body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By His wounds, you have been healed. Other versions say, by his stripes you have been healed. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, the King James Version was prophesied. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. It was prophesied that his stripes are going to heal us. And then 1 Peter 2, 24, by his wounds you have been healed. If you have been healed, then you are healed, because this past tense has been done. It's covered already. Under the new covenant, God has given us all these things and so much more. Through Jesus, we've been made the seed of Abraham. We have become the children of the Almighty God, joint heirs to the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, the New King James Version. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven, and on earth, Now, we talked earlier and read the scriptures where Jesus has given us the power of attorney to use his name, to cast out demons, to lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. He said that whatsoever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatsoever we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The scriptures have told us that we have been reborn and made new creatures. We've been raised from the dead and seated with Christ Jesus in the heavenlies. We've been made the body of Christ. We've been given the authority of Christ Jesus in this earth. And Jesus has been given all authority, both in heaven and in earth. Unfortunately, so many of us do not fully grasp the greatness of this. We acknowledge Jesus has saved us from our sins and that that when we die, we'll go to heaven and be with Jesus. But we do not rise to the potential of the greatness God has given us on this earth. We do not rise to the potential that we have been called to rise to on this earth. Don't feel bad. I mean, the disciples struggled with this even as they were with Jesus and watching him perform miracles. How many times did Jesus say to them, O ye of little faith? What does it even mean to have the authority that we have been given? What does it mean to have the power of attorney to use the name of Jesus? Let's look at a current day example. Donald J. Trump is the president of the United States of America, as this is being recorded. Donald Trump is a man flesh and blood man, born a baby just like the rest of us. He puts his pants on every day just like the rest of us. The difference is he's been elected as the president of the United States of America, the most powerful country in the world. Now that doesn't change the fact that he's still a mere flesh and blood man. If another country threatens the United States of America, President Donald Trump can go to the leader of that country and under no uncertain terms explain to them that should they follow through on their threat, their country will be decimated or attacked or harmed or financially destroyed. You, you decide whatever threat level you want to put there. Donald Trump is still a flesh and blood man. He can't personally decimate another country or just enact or do something as a flesh and blood man. However, Donald Trump is not speaking as a flesh and blood man when he goes to that leader. He's speaking as the president of the United States of America. As such, he is speaking with the full authority of the United States of America, which, by the way, also has the most powerful military in the world. So when President Trump speaks, he has the full power of the most powerful military in the world backing him. Likewise, God is all-powerful. He makes our military, it's not even a flick of his finger, and it's gone. There is none other. He is the creator of the universe. Jesus has been given all authority in heaven and earth and has delegated to us his authority in the earth and given us the power of attorney to use his name. If the church would come to fully realize that we are backed by the full power of God Almighty and we have been given full authority in this earth by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth to cast out demons to lay hands on the sick and they do recover, to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus and to receive whatsoever we ask, to tread on serpents and scorpions, to not be harmed by poisons, to lay hold of the healing of our flesh and blood bodies, to bind the principalities, the powers, the rulers of darkness, the spiritual wickedness in high places, which are the princes of Satan, demons, fallen angels, and render them harmless and ineffective. And this is just a start. Imagine what God could accomplish in this earth if we, the body of Christ, woke up and acted as the body of Christ. We are called to pray for others, but people, we are called to act using the full authority we have been given through Jesus, backed by the full power of God Almighty who raised Jesus from the dead. God stripped the authority of the earth from Satan and all of the evil ones following him and gave that full authority to Jesus who in turn has granted us authority. Satan and all the demons and spirits following him were paraded around by God in defeat. Satan and the principalities' powers, the rulers of darkness, the spiritual wickedness in high places, know without question who has full authority of God in this earth and in heaven. They know it. They know it. I can guarantee you they know it, and they fear it, and they know the power of God, and they cower to it. It's we, the church, who often do not know the fullness of the authority we have been given to act on in this earth. Can't you hear Jesus now looking down at us and just saying, Oh, ye of little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. The gospel group Casting Crowns has a song called, If We Are the Body. Now the words to the course are, but if we are the body, why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? And if we are the body... Why aren't his feet going? Why is his love not showing them there is a way? There is a way. There is a way. So, so true are those words. And yes, I am guilty of not having lived my life in the fullness that God has called me. I am guilty of not exercising the full authority that God has given me in this earth through Jesus. But I am working daily to change that and to become you know, what he has called me to be. And it's, it's not easy folks. It's, it's hard work. You get attacked. You will be attacked and, and you just have to stand firm with that. That's why he give us the full armor. And I'm once again, I'll tell you, I'm lacking. I know I have it. I, I, I put the full armor on, but I'm still attacked and attacks aren't fun and we're still flesh and blood and we're human. And God knows that and Jesus knows that, but we just have to stand firm and we have to trust into him and, and, and regain ourselves and, Repent when we sin and pick ourselves up by the bootstraps and get right back in the fight. Can you see how having a lack of knowledge of the new covenant and all that we have been given through it hinders our faith, hinders our ability? You know, not only our faith, but I mean, our ability to live in the fullness and all the blessings and authority that God has given us. If we could only believe and accept the authority and act on it, how strong. Would this body be? But look at the things that are going on in the earth today. Uh, look in the, just the United States. I mean, my goodness, our cities. They're, they're, people are burning our cities and they're, they're, the, the law enforcement are told to stand down. Uh, evil is just popping its head up everywhere you turn. It's, it's amazing uh, what's happening in these United States of America right now. We need to be the body. We need to be the body of Christ. We have been given authority to bind principalities, the powers, the rulers, of darkness, the spiritual wickedness in high places. We've been given the authority to bind them on this earth. Jesus said, whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. We've been given that authority. How many of us are standing up and taking that authority right now to bind them, to cast them down, render them harmless and ineffective? We do not battle against flesh and blood, but we are battling against the wickedness and we are battling against the, is a spiritual battle against those principalities, the rulers, the powers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. That's who our battle is with. It's not the individuals perpetrating the evil that we're seeing as it's frustrating. And, and I can tell you, uh, you know, I don't even want to speak of some of the thoughts that go through my mind. When I see these people doing what they're doing, uh, the, the harm they're, they're causing to the people, but that's where we have to step up and be, the body of Christ. We have to step into the authority that he has given us. We have to be the body. We have to be the body. And we are out of time. You know, we started on this journey uh, talking about hindrances to our faith in podcast number five. And we will continue this journey in the next podcast. Uh, But we're going to start talking about how our faith is hindered by our lack of, of understanding that we are spiritually a new creature a new creation by not understanding our place in god and his place in us by not understanding righteousness and what it means to us not understanding our right to use the name of jesus not understanding you know how to act on the word and and not understanding how to hold fast to our confession of faith and how that hinders our faith and uh, not necessarily in the order i just read but we're going to continue on these subjects of hindrances to our faith. So be sure to join me for the next podcast. I want to thank you for listening. May God bless you and keep you today and every day as we grow in faith and live the faith life 365 days per year.